In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. With me, as usual, my co-host, the Ghost Finder General himself, Mr. Richard Felix. Good afternoon, good evening, how are you? Good, good. So you survived Halloween? Yes, thank you very much. I survived Halloween very well. Um, I think we had the busiest and one of the best Halloweens that we've ever had, to be quite honest with you. It was very... We did six events on, on Halloween itself. You know, better you than me. You know I took it off, didn't you? I can't believe it. I just don't believe that New England's own Van Helsing took Halloween off. <laughs> Chris won it, I think, probably 12 years. Who knows? I don't know. Really? And what did you do? Did you, I bet you sat at home and watched Most Haunted Live. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Anyway, you, mean you we, didn't. Of course, I did. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah, well, that's all right then. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. What did you do, Rob? What actually, genuinely, did you do on Halloween? I cannot discuss that on the air. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll talk to you separately sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we have actually a, a really great show today because we have a. Um, I don't know. I guess we, 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 what would we call her? Uh, a trans, an international superstar. A, a trans countryman. I mean, half American, <laughs> half. <laughs> I don't know. I like the laugh for a start. Yeah, I mean, come on. This this is this is an, an American medium that that's working in England at the moment. Now, wait a minute. Was she a medium before she was a singer or a singer before Don't ask me. An American sensitive, get it right. I'm sorry, a sensitive American. <laughs> I sent you the bio. Okay. Well, let's, on that case, let's uh, introduce, I guess, Richard. Since I think we should do it. Johnny Fiore. anymore, anyways. International Hi, superstar. Hi, how are you? I am doing very well. All the better for speaking to you. Oh, thank you very much. Come on, me or Ron, or both of us? Uh, not me. Both of us. No, yeah. Ron, you too. You too. You're cheeky. You too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what, Johnny? I did not get your... Well, well let, me, let me tell you this, okay? Now, okay. I've seen you... Uh, I saw you on Most Haunted, okay? Right. And, and you know, I, I do know of you, but all this time, I always thought your first name was Joni. 
No, it's actually Johnny. Yeah, I found that out today. Like, how stupid is that? Duh. No, it's an honest mistake. It's an honest mistake because most people look at it and they don't know it's Johnny and they would think, no, just to be, to be honest with you, just to be kind, most people do say Johnny, but it's actually Johnny. Yeah, but me being a sensitive, I should know that, right? I don't know. Are you, maybe you're not sensitive enough. Who knows? <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> I know he's not sensitive enough. <laughs> he's often very rude to me, so he definitely isn't sensitive enough. Oh, my God. I can't believe he's Oh, no, I've listened to Ron. He's not rude. He's just, Ron just keeps no. it real. We have a very good working relationship, uh, and we get on like a house on fire, and I miss him very much. Is it like a marriage? Sorry? No, don't say that. No. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Definitely no. not. <laughs> but we, we spent three and a half weeks together, uh, and we I have to say we, we got on, um, all four of us, uh, me, Julia, Janet, and Ron, we got on extremely well, and I miss them very much. Yeah. I wish I was there now. Many, many a long dark nights in the woods together. Absolutely oh, right. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, him bathing my wounds after I got wounded at Gettysburg and all sorts of things, yes. Oh, you yeah. guys did Gettysburg? Yeah, we oh. did. All it right, was, let's get into it, it fellas, let's get into it. Well, you know, Johnny, before we go on, uh, I hate to tell you this, but another psychic kind of crashed the Tojinet uh, chat room. I, I think you know this guy, Ian Lawman, I Hey, that is my bro. That is my brother, man. Love you, Ian. Yeah, he crashed the uh, Tojanet chat room. Anyway, is there anyone who wants to uh, join us in the Tojanet chat room or the Pararex chat room? Uh, please do. Uh, we are talking with uh, sensitive Johnny Thank Fury. You. But I, I think of her as a sensitive second. <laughs> okay. Come on then, Johnny. Tell tell me the difference between a medium, a sensitive, and a psychic. Ah, good girl. Um, as far as far as I'm concerned, from the from the time that I started noticing things or feeling things, I always felt sensitive. That was what I called it from day one, right. and it is what my great grandmother called it, and it is something that I'm very comfortable with. At the end yes. of the day, I'm not comfortable with a lot of titles. I, I'm actually going to enhance my mediumship, but as it stands right now, I consider myself a sensitive. And um, I've been this way for quite some time. When I, I've been in the great, I've been in, I've been in Great Britain for 13 years. Oh God! And I used to, I used to read on tarot lines over here. I really, really enjoyed it, and. I loved it, and, you know, the clients that I had, the private clients that I had didn't know that I was a singer-songwriter or that I did West End, and people who I worked with in the West End and recording had no idea that I was a sensitive. And once I actually did Most Haunted, all that changed. And, I, you know, I say this, um, I don't say this lightly, I I was very fortunate to do Most Haunted, but I didn't set out, Ron, to do Most Haunted or to do that, that genre, if you like. I had been a fan for years. A mate of mine knew Carl and Yvette. I went down to Heaver Castle. I absolutely loved it. I said a few things, and Carl said, would you say that on camera? And I, I didn't think beyond that. I said it on camera, went around 
because I thought it was fascinating because I love British history. thought it was absolutely fascinating to actually be at Hoover Castle, picking up the things that I picked up. And uh, I picked up some things that they didn't actually show on telly that I had been told, oh, no, no, you're way off base, only to be told be, to be contacted a week later to say you're absolutely right. This person did commit suicide here. And it had oh, nothing boy. to do with the uh, tutors, but it was actually the afters. So uh, I really enjoyed it, Ron. And then next thing I know, they, they asked me to come back. And I enjoyed that. But it's something that I've always been fascinated with. I was always one of those little kids that liked horror movies. I liked to be scared and the whole nine yards. But with my, and I do say gift, comes responsibility. Mm. I'm not going to be fakey or shaky about anything. If a person doesn't believe in it, I'm not trying to, you know, ram anything down anybody's mouth. If you don't see it for yourself and you don't want to believe it, I'm fine with that. I can only speak from personal experience. Course. And living yeah. over in here, I've had quite a few experiences. But how did you get on to Most Haunted? I mean, you were known as a singer and, uh, and, <laughs> and play, uh, what's it, an actor, you say actor, what, what do you call yourself here when you do those plays? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an actor and a voiceover artist. The, the first voiceover that I actually did in Great Britain was I Am the Three Muses on the Hercules soundtrack. Uh-huh. And then that led me to doing a stint as Teletubbies. And then it led me on to other things. No, you and don't know the Teletubbies, have you? I was Lala and Poe. There were several no! of us. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Now that's wow. evil. That is really Oh, boy. No, no, Ron, no. You know You're the reality, Ron, is an American. You know we have to have three jobs. Yeah. Come on, as a yank, you know, we got to come over here. If, if, you know, if I'm not working in this area, then, hey, I'm working in this other area. But, um... My my mate knew Carl and Yvette, and I had been a fan of the show, like I told you. So it was just that simple, Ron. It, it was like, oh, your friend is here, and she's picking up things. Okay, pull, put a mic on her. Would you go on camera? It was that It was that simple. Really enjoyed the evening. You know, I left at about, you know, 6 o'clock the next morning. Really enjoyed working with David Wells. Loved him a bit. Left, didn't think anything else of it. And my mate calls me and says, you know, they want to know if you, you want to do another one. They want to know if you want to do a live. And I go, cool, I don't mind doing a live. And I did the live, and it was lovely and got a chance to, you know, swap war stories with uh, Kieran O'Keefe, who I absolutely adore, and David Wells. And, you know, went on with life as we know it. Got hired for Hairspray here in London, and then we did one more at the Cole House Fort. And just really enjoyed that time. You know what I'm saying? Just enjoyed uh, investigating with those guys. Then went on about my, you know, my regular merry way. And then living with the dead happened. But in between that time, I had always uh, been taking different types of courses on, on developing my gift. And I'm a big advocate, Ron, of taking courses. I'm, I'm a big advocate of finding a mentor. I suggest anybody, and I'm going to get on my soapbox right now, if you are serious about your gift and the paranormal, learn what you're doing. Don't just think you can uh, whip out a Ouija board and use it. Nine times out of ten, when Ian, sh- when Ian and I show up in locations, 
and I'll be blatantly honest with you, people have been dabbling in their homes. Our show okay. is we're nothing talking. like most haunted, okay? Excuse me, Johnny. We're talking about uh, living with the dead right now with uh, Ian Lawman. I mean, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. We're what in, happens? We're what in. happens is we get a brief. We get a brief as far as where we're going, how many people are in the family, what's happening with the family. We go into that location because it's a private home, and you need to know what's going on, and we get far more than what is in the brief. It's called a brief because it is a brief. Nine times out of ten, no, I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be honest, ten times out of ten, we walk up into in houses and people are saying, oh, we've got these problems in the house and we don't know what's going on. Well, I'll tell you straight up what's going on. You're up in here dabbling with stuff you don't have anything to have any business dabbling in. What makes you think you can call up spirits and not pay the price for your actions? These are, type, these are the type of things I would strongly suggest. People don't dabble in those things if you don't know what you're doing. And if you're depressed, Ron, that has an effect on your environment. If you've just broken up, you know, a long-term relationship, that has an effect on your environment. A lot of things can affect your environment. And if you compound that, with if you're working with pendulums and you don't know what you're doing, or if you're working with a Ouija board and you don't know what you're doing, you could be working with uh, a deck of cards and, and actually not know what you're doing because there are certain rules, guidelines, and regulations, how you open yourself up and how you close yourself. And I want to tell anybody out there who's listening, I say it and I say it again, go to a spiritualist church, find out what you're doing, really get in touch with your gift, nurture your gift, and know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it is a gift and it comes with responsibility. You don't want to be out there, uh, you know, uh, calling yourself a reader if you can't read, calling yourself a psychic if you're not a psychic. You know, a lot of people want to get on television because they think, oh, that's so hip, and they want to do this and they want to do that. At the end of the day, there's a, there's a huge profit for doing the things that we do if you are uninformed and uninitiated. Now, we had a, a Richard, who, who was the guy we had on the show who's going to become a medium now? Oh, gosh. Guy who's going to become a medium? Yes, he's stuck. Ooh, who's that? Remind me, Ron. Tell, give me more, give oh me more God, information. Richard, I depend on you. You brought him on. He's, he's from the UK. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, Dr. Matthew. Dr. Matthew Smith. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Did, yes, yes. This is going to be quite, quite good, Johnny, because uh, Dr. Matthew Smith... Uh, from Hope University, he, he, I don't know whether you know him or know of him, but I mean, he was, he was actually Kieran's boss at, at, um, really? at Hope University. And Matthew used to do, Matthew was on all the lives, uh, the, the early Most Haunted Lives with me. And he is okay. one hell of a skeptic. Um, really, I mean, he, he was the hard man of, 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 of the show and, you know, everything, everything could be explained. Well, he's actually taken a year out to try and become, to see if he can make himself into a medium. Or a psychic. If he can or a make himself into a medium. Yeah. In fact, if he can become, if he can train himself or get help to actually become a medium. And he's, he's after uh, James Randi's million dollars. Well, I think that's very interesting. Because, number one, if... I, this is just my personal opinion. Yeah. If you believe, I believe that we all have 
a gift. I believe that we are all sensitive. I believe we all have that gift. And I think it is a good thing if you want to nurture that gift and learn how to use it. If you're going, if you're learning and you tap into it, I say more power to him. I say right on, right on. I, I agree wholeheartedly, but I also, this is my, only my opinion of the whole situation, although I believe we all, all have the gift, I believe most of us will never, never realize it. I, I believe that most of us will never achieve it in, in, in the same way as we all, have, we all are capable of playing the piano without reading music. But, right, but right, right. some of us will never become Stevie Wonder. <laughs> You know, Chopin and let me tell you something about Stevie Wonder is very, very sensitive. Stevie, I would class Stevie as a real psychic. He is a real psychic. Really? Oh, absolutely, 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 beyond a Didn't shadow of a doubt. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, he is very, very psychic. There you go. But again, you see, he has two gifts then, obviously. I mean, but he has this gift to be able to play the piano, but of course, obviously can't read music. Um, I could probably practice for the next 25 years, but I still would never be able to play I Just Called to Say I Love You or anything else for that matter. It's a gift. Right, right. Uh, And in the same way as I believe, you know, being a sensitive uh, medium is, is a gift that some of us are able to realize and others never will. But I, all, I believe all of us have that potential. You know what? I, here, I agree with you. I absolutely mm. agree with you. But what again, do you think, Ron? Well, it's interesting because when I started the New England Ghost Project, uh, which is uh, how us all started as, as a paranormal group, I didn't even believe in mediums. I thought they were all charlatans. Yet mm. uh, I work, my partner is a trans medium now, uh, just because... Uh, I didn't believe anything. At least I was open-minded enough to see if there's any validity in it. But uh, I always considered myself psychic as a brick. But now I consider myself a dumb psychic, in which <laughs> that means I just know things. It's not like I work at it or try things. Mm-hmm. But just doing what I do, it has come to the point where I consider myself a dumb psychic, that things just come to me and they are right. All right, then. I'm, I'm feeling you on that one. Does that make sense? I, I want, I want, I want, I want. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, Ron, but um, it made news over here in the UK a couple of weeks ago, and it was about a Welsh police department. I told you about this, Richard. Yes, you that, did. Uh, there was a gentleman who committed suicide a couple of weeks ago, and uh, before he died, he had used mediums and psychics communicate with and he would have readings. And his family hired his family gave all this information to this this police department. And the police department spent allegedly twenty thousand pounds uh working the investigation and people were outraged about it. And I did a, a, a television show the other day where they where they were saying, well you know, isn't this an outrage and it's horrible and to be honest with you, because they said that he would have certain things uh, when they did an autopsy, they would find certain things in his digestive tract. They didn't find that. So it's been this whole hoopla because, you know, every once in a while something happens uh, where, well, you know, a medium told me this, and it didn't happen the way they said it, and I went to see a psychic, and they ripped me off, you know, and, and they're all charlatans and all this. Right. You know what? We have charlatans 
politicians. We have charlatan teachers. We have charlatans across the board. But I will say this. I applaud the police department for having the gut to follow through on it. Because when a person, when you're grieving and you have lost someone unnaturally, you want to turn over every stone to find out what happened to your loved one. And in this case, I don't care how much money was spent, that police department, they went to the wire on this, and I think that they should be applauded. Now, there are some people that are actually employing psychics and employing mediums to help them find their loved ones or to help them stay in touch with their loved ones. And a lot of people think, well, when you're dead, when you're dead. But I believe that, I don't believe that love ever dies, and I believe that it is, it's us who are left on this side who are actually grieving. Right. You know, we have that connection. Nobody wants to lose. Even though we're all going to go to the grave, we all, this is all inevitable. But those of us who have had that experience, that wonderful experience, that your loved ones have touched you from beyond, we realize beyond a shadow of a doubt that spirit is larger than anything, that love continues no matter what. And I just wanted to say, you know, I, I, I applaud that. I applaud that open-mindedness. Everyone is in that open-minded. And, you know, when people tell me, you know, I'm a skeptic, I don't believe in any of that, you're, in, you're entitled to your opinion. Well, you know, I, I see you on that television program, and you're, 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 you're in the dark, and, you know, I, I don't believe in all that. Well, that, that's fine. You don't, you don't have to believe in it. I, I, I can't stand that stuff. I don't understand it. I go, look, dude, look, I'm not arguing with you. If you haven't had that experience for yourself, you're entitled to feel the way you feel. But those of us who have had that experience, just give us the respect that we give you. We don't try to talk people into anything. It's just our experience. You've got yours, and, and, and we've got ours. Right. So I just wanted to know if you had, if you had read about this case at all. No, I didn't. But I know, yeah, is it? I know from our own personal experience that we have worked with the police in the U.S. before. So, I mean, it's, it's not unheard of in the U.S. Uh, they do employ, we're doing an active case now, and, and Maureen just worked on another case previous to this. So, yeah, they're, they're more open, I believe, in the U.S. than in the, it seems to be than the U.K. You're so right. That, that is very, very true. Uh, I mean, you know, as I kept safe so often, it is about time that we all started uh, to, to realize that there is, there is genuinely something in this. Um, Absolutely. The, the, you know, the, yes, as you've just said, there are charlatans in, in, in the police force, in teaching, in, in, you know, there are charlatans everywhere. Right. Um, but, but, you know, you've you, you got to look how the paranormal started off. I mean, right back in the beginning, it had such a black eye. I mean, you had... Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, the, I, I, we did a, uh, a fundraiser for a, a non-profit group, and this guy came down, he says, my wife's uh, husband was a doctor in Ontario, and he documented uh, seances uh, back in the 1930s. And I have the pictures, uh, would you like to see them? And I said, oh, absolutely, you know, and, and th this collection is actually in the University of Ontario. No, he, this was a, a doctor. Uh, he, had okay. a, he had seances in a closed-off room, had a bank of cameras and everything else. Of course, Maureen, my partner, who once again transmitted, was so excited because she's always looking for validation. Uh, yes. So he came back down and he brought the photographs and I looked at the photographs and I could not believe it. We had, they had all these psychics doing a, uh, 
I mean, he was uh, doing his seance, and we had gauze coming out of their mouths. We had a cutout figure with gauze wrapped around it and a face stuck on it. I mean, this was a doctor who put his reputation on the line. This collection is in the University of Ontario, and yet you can see back then how they were faking then. So, I mean, that's oh, yeah, a black absolutely. guy. Got. I mean, and, and also, remember um, Bumbler, Bumbler for Spirit yep. Photography, back in the 1800s. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. So, I mean, that's the black guy the paranormal has. Yeah, yeah, the Davenport brothers. But you know, brothers, at the end of the day, uh, if, if you have an experience, it's not fake. It is your experience. There are stranger things than fiction out there. And, you know, I tell people, they say, well, you know, I would just like to say this personally. For those of you out there who do go to mediums and you do go to psychics and you have tarot readings, there is a way to go about this so you can do damage limitation. You can, we usually have a lot of spiritualist churches in this country. You can call up your local spiritualist church, and they will recommend someone for you and to you. Talk to your friends, find out who they're using, and you can go to them. Just don't open up a paper and go, Madam Zaza will bring your husband back for 45 pounds. <laughs> Sorry, Madam Zaza. Nah, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little strange about you. I, I see my money being lifted out of my pocket. Yeah, right, Madam Zaza. Guys, do not make yourself vulnerable, okay? There is a way to actually go about this. And if you, and, and, I, and I say this wholeheartedly to those of you out there, who keep going to psychics and you keep going to readers and you're not getting the answers that you want, go and take yourself a class on tarot. Pick up a deck of cards yourself. Because if you are going endlessly and you are not hearing what they're telling you, I believe you don't want to hear. Now, I will say this, Ron. There have been times, personally, where I went to do a reading and I haven't been able to connect with the person. And I tell them immediately, I said, you know what, I'm not feeling you and you're not feeling me. I said, there's obviously something that um, you're holding on to that you're just not open for this. Oh, yeah, I'm really not into it. I said, well, that's cool, too. Do you want to continue? Because I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not feeling you. I think we should meditate on this. Why don't you, you know, get up, take a walk, and come back and find out if this is really something that you want to do. That does happen. So if there are those people out there who have sat down and, and, a, and a person has told you, I'm really not getting anything, they're being very honest with you. It doesn't make them a charlatan. It doesn't make them a bad person. They're just not getting anything from you. And sometimes it's not always the right time to actually have a reading. And I don't advocate people, you know, running out to have a reading every time something bad happens or, you know, life is just a bit askew. Take responsibility, people. <laughs> Too right. Okay, so bye. But, you know, it, 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 it's so, I don't know, it's it just, Drives me. You have uh, great psychics, uh, mediums, uh, you know, who charge, you know, absorbent amounts of money right. for a reading. Okay. Right. Which, which is not bad. I'm not saying it. If you can get it, that's fine. But do you think that hurts the trade in, in, in itself? Let me, let me, let me, let me say something to you. If, okay, if. I'm living in Beverly Hills, and I am going to a reader in Beverly Hills. I know I'm paying Beverly Hills prices. Uh-huh. If I'm going to a reader in Louisiana, in the backwoods, 
I know I'm going to pay a certain price. That is between the reader and the client. The reader will say, this is what I'm charging, and the client says yes or no, okay? Now, if you don't like that that person is charging, then you go someplace else where you feel that you have a okay. spiritual connection with that person. Johnny, hold and that you thought. Take... It's time for a break. We'll be right I'm back. I'm sorry, dude. Well, let's okay. talk to Welcome to Talking Radio with a cutting edge. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous, as we give awards to the Parrax family. Being frugal doesn't mean being cheap, and the Frugalitarian is here to show you how. Jody Olson is the Frugalitarian on Toginet, 3 p.m. Central, Wednesdays. This is the art of great living. It's just a matter of time before people start asking you to tell them your secrets to better style, bargains on food, home decor, and clothing. Your wants don't have to change, just how you acquire what you want. On the Frugalitarian, it's an uncommon mix of style, fashion savvy, and earth friendly, showing you great taste, great style, and great ideas for finding everything you want for new nothing. I'm speaking from experience. I live on a beautiful farm where I take care of sheep and do a few light farm chores for extremely low rent. For more clever ideas on how to waste not and totally want not, go to thefrugalitarian.com. Join us every week for more information on how you can live better for less with Jody Olson. It's The Frugalitarian, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Hopes and dreams not fulfilled. Yeah. But there's something to be said for keeping this alive. Mm. Well, memory. Yeah. yeah. What, um, obviously there's things sort of on the walls, there's, there's, there's sort of bits of machinery um, that have been involved in, in crashes. Are you picking up on anything? It just makes me very sad. Yeah. Are you picking up on anything in this area there? There is a man here. There's a gentleman who kept this. Kept what? They kept a lot of this. He was a collector. Mm-hmm. And he was a young man. It's as if it was handed down from father to son. Interesting. That yeah. was you, Johnny, if you remember. It was. Yeah. That was you. <laughs> that was you at the uh, airplane museum. <laughs> hey man, that place was scary. Those tunnels, that stuff was scary, man. I'm just, you know, I I have to say this. I have to say this about about Ian Lawman. I would not go into any of those places without him. Really? Period. Hands down. No, I wouldn't. Because um, we had 
we had uh, one investigation, and we didn't know that the lady was a medium and she could channel. And I went up there and I started talking to her, and I and I started to become really overcome with all this emotion. I started crying because of the things that I was seeing. And she started to sing this nursery rhyme, and she and I knew that she was actually channeling. And I did not know what to do, Ron. Okay. Richard, I was out of my depth. Wow. I've never seen anything like that. I was ill-prepared for it, and I did not know what to do. And I started screaming for Ian. And Ian came up there, and he sorted the lady out. After we stopped filming, I felt so bad because I thought, what if something happened to that lady? I was so ill-prepared because I'd never seen anything like that. Now, now remember, people tell you, okay, this is what, this is what you have with the family. This is what the family thinks is going on in their homes. And then you go in there, and as I said at the top of the program, Ian and I find something completely different. If I had been on my own, that would have been a very frightening situation. You understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah. And having an exorcist on the firm, what I can't deal with, Ian can. Now, then there's times that we go into places and I can feel something and I know I need to put the right crystal here or I need to put the right herb here, and I get these things very naturally. But there are situations that we go in together. He's the only man that I would go into those situations with because I know that, number one, we are in agreement in spirit, and we are in agreement with our responsibility to that family and to that location. And I just, I absolutely love him. And I'm always terrified, and I'm always scared, and I don't know why. As soon as things start to go askew, I'm like, Ian, where's Ian? Get Ian! <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, Johnny, are you frightened of ghosts? What? I'm sorry. Are you frightened of some of the entities that are in these houses? Oh, hell yeah, I'm frightened. You're crazy. <laughs> Oh, yes, I am. You don't know then, what you're we? dealing with. Go you on. do not know what you're dealing with when you go up into houses. When we went, when we went into Freddie Starr's house, yeah. there was so much depression in there. It was coming off the walls. It was choking. It was like a choking experience, and it was absolutely frightening. And when Ian did that thing in the in the mirror. You know, where his face started morphing. I didn't like that, and I told him to stop. Oh, I don't like that. I would never do that. <laughs> I don't want to be inhabited by anybody other than Johnny Fiore or my <laughs> husband, okay? Yeah. I don't want nobody coming up in here that I don't know other than my husband. So I'm not into that. You know, you walk into an environment. If you do not know what you're walking in, we walk in, and we are protected. What, we, what you don't see on telly, Ron, and Richard, before Ian and I walk into every pro- every property, we pray. Yeah. We pray. We're right. in agreement. We surround ourselves with protection, but you still don't know what you're doing with. We had one house where things were uh, running behind us, and it, they were whipping. Things were whipping around corners. So, yes, Richard, to answer your question, yes, I do get scared. Yes, I wow. do get frightened. Yes, I am terrified, and I yeah. love it. <laughs> you, you know, John, and I love it. Johnny, you now, would to... I go into those properties by myself? Oh, hell no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Johnny, you actually brought up a good point. Uh, I know this case where where this group had a uh, ghost hunt seminar where they 
actually took people into a haunted location. One poor girl got so physically sick uh, mm-hmm. that she, she actually threw up. And mm-hmm. they just left her. They didn't know how to yeah. handle it. They just left her. So where is the responsibility? I mean, if you're taking people into a haunted location, should you be uh, spiritually protected as well as medically protected? Absolutely. Let me say something. When you enter into any any parts of the paranormal, this is why I advocate. This is why I go to spiritualist churches for training. This is why I take classes. Because you need to be protected. You don't know what you're walking into. If you surround yourself in white light and you surround yourself in protection, that will give you a heads up. You understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. spirit is subtle. It affects us in different ways. If, 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 if I'm feeling that I'm getting ready to throw up, I know that I'm dealing with something wicked. And, and sometimes, Richard, as well you know, things aren't always evil. They can be so old but so new to, to new spirits like ourselves, things that are so ancient, things that are tied to the land, atrocities that have been committed, and you can feel things that you've never felt before because it, it like, shakes up your spirit. But I think, this is my personal opinion, if you are doing ghost hunts and you're doing vigils, you need to protect each and every one of those people in the beginning. And then at the end, you need to smudge everybody. Even if people did not have an experience at that particular time, Ron, you need to smudge them anyway because it is they could be carrying residual energy. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because so you got to take yeah. care of the people. I, don't, I do not believe in people paying to go on a ghost hunt and then, you know, uh, you go on a ghost hunt and then, oh, it's ghost, oh, yeah, yeah, it's great, you know, oh, I felt this rock, oh, yeah, oh, did you see that orb? No, you want to have a great experience. But if, say, for instance, and, and I, I, I hope I can actually say this, if a woman is having her time of month, she's going to be very, very sensitive yep, yep, to what's yep. going on in the environment. If you were taking antidepression medication, you are going to be very sensitive to what's going on. God forbid, but if you show up on a ghost hunt and you're drunk and you've been drinking, you are going to feel something, okay? Mm. And you need to be protected. Don't open it up if you can't close it. So I'm, I, I, I think you should try to protect. No, not I don't think you should. You have to protect people. Because sometimes people feel things, Ron, and they don't tell us what they're feeling. And then they go away, you know, oh, did you, did you feel anything? Well, actually, no. But sometimes people are really shy, and they don't, they don't have the words to articulate what they've actually experienced. And some people, they may feel that they haven't felt anything. But the reality is you get home by yourself in your own environment, and it's a completely different matter. You've brought Gosh. something in with you. Right. And it could be it could be something as subtle as as, as somebody having uh, an upset stomach, some, somebody having diarrhea. It could it could be something like that to just shift your physiology, you know. So yes, protect them going in, protect them and smudge them going out. And there have been times when I've been uh, in places and I've told people I'm going to let you hold on to my crystal. You need the, you need this crystal protection right now. Right. If you're going on ghost hunts. Do your homework, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Smudge yourself. Get your crystals. Whatever works 
for you people. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you that you have options for your protection. Not only should the group leader protect people, but people should take responsibility and don't go into these ancient haunted places without any protection because you really don't know what you're dealing with. They could say, okay, we've, we've, we've seen ghosts here, and then you show up and you found that somebody has actually hung themselves in the property, and maybe you may have had a family that may have died from strangulation or someone who has drowned or was asphyxiated, and that spirit wants to attach itself to you because you know what that feeling is, that loss, losing somebody who may have died that way. It could be, it could, the possibilities are endless, but if yeah. you're protected going in, then you can uh, handle those type of things. Yeah. Stepping off the soap box. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got a great laugh there, young lady. Bye, <laughs> I would lo- You know what? I've, I've been living over here for so long. I would love to come back to the state, and I would love to do a ghost hunt in, um, I want to do a, uh, an old plantation. I would like to do somewhere down south. Myrtle? So would I. Ooh. So would I. Ooh. I I'm telling you, Ron, really, I would. I would, I would, ooh. I'm just getting chills thinking about that. That's a little scary. Really? Yeah. Actually, I have contact at the uh, Myrtle's plantation. You don't. I do. Pick it up. You, hey. You you set it up, me and Ian will come. And Richard. No, no, don't forget about me. <laughs> don't forget me. And I want to go to Salem, Massachusetts. Oh, that's no problem. Oh, I did it. I did it with Ron. Absolutely. I did what it. Like, it was what fabulous. What was it like, Richard? Oh, do you know, the place is absolutely unbelievable. Um, yeah, I mean, I went, I went, I went, I do, I've been doing ghost walks around Derby for the last, 15 years, that's my profession, if you like. It's all where this came from. And I actually went on my first ghost walk anywhere in the world, apart from what I've done, in, in Salem with, with the ghost team. It was fantastic. It, the, the place is unbelievable. It's wonderful. I love it. Really do. It's just alive, huh? Yeah, it's just so alive. Yeah. And it's such a, it's such a lovely... Uh, is it a city, Ron, or a town? It is a city. City, it's the most amazing city. I, not at all as I expected it to be. I have to be very, very honest. You know how when Americans first come over to England, I'm sure they all expect it to be thatched, thatched cottages, um, you know, and castles everywhere. Or, or a bowler hat. Yeah, yeah. And, you well, know, I thought that's what Salem would be have like. A personal relationship with the Queen. <laughs> yeah, I thought Salem you know, would look like but that. It's not like that at all. No, it's not. It's not. But I thought Salem would be uh, timber-framed houses, uh, thatched roofs, and uh, but it's a city. Yeah. It's vibrant. It's wonderful. Richard, um, let, let yes, me sir. let me tell you something though, Richard. Yeah. Uh, actually, Middleton, the town of Middleton, yeah. was once Salem Village. It was once part of Salem Village. Really? Fact, a lot of the uh, the witches came from Middleton, right. and as soon as they broke away from Salem, they changed the name totally so they would forget that whole past, where Salem, the city, has embraced their past, Middleton has tried to forget it. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. I'm going to have to look that up. Oh, I say. But I loved it. When are you coming on to this side of the pond, Ron? Yeah, I know. I keep saying that. Uh, Yeah, I know. Yeah, we're going to bring it uh, up. Ah, yeah, okay. 
He's coming over to yeah. see me. I, he's, he's promised. You know, I... I, I hope so. We'll, we'll ask me some questions. I've just been running your show. Sorry. No, no, no. This is good because, uh, Johnny, I, I really didn't know a lot about you. You know, I'm being honest because, uh, I like I said, I thought your name was Joni. I mean, I know of you, but I really... Yeah. Uh, really didn't know too much about you, and I love when you get to talk, because then I get to understand you, which is important, and that's kind of Thank one you. of the things a, a host should do, is if you can't... I, I just think at the end of the day, uh, we all have gifts. I do believe that wholeheartedly, and I believe at the end of the day, I believe in cause and effect. You know, we were talking before commercial break about how much one should pay for right. reading. Yeah, we got off that. And I said that should be between the person who's getting the reading and different places charge different things. But there are times when people need to have a reading and they don't have any money. I don't withhold the reading. I give it lovingly because it's not about the money. It's about people who are actually in need. Because when I, um, I've been in, I've been in situations before where I've just thought, you know what, I just, I need to read. There have been times when I've, I've called in and I, and I'll go, can you just pull a couple cards? You know, I, I, I don't know everything. I don't have all the facts, but what I do know is that when you sit down and a person comes to you and they're distressed, it is our responsibility to tap into them and channel the best information possible. It doesn't come it doesn't come from me, Ron. It comes through me. Because I've been a person sitting on the opposite side of that table, on the opposite side and, and not knowing if I was coming and going. And there's responsibility with the gift. So those people who are out there and you may you may perceive them as being charlatans or they may be making things up or whatever, there is a very high price to pay spiritually and karmically for that type of behavior. Nobody gets away with anything. Amen to that. Eventually, it all comes to light. You know, that's, wow. the one, that's the one thing we really want out of this universe is justice, don't we? Yes, we do. And, and a lot of times we don't really see that. Uh, you know, it looks like people do get away with things. and But... You know, I, I take it because you mentioned the spiritualist church so much, you must be a spiritualist, right? I am. I am. I'm part spiritualist. I'm part Buddhist. Uh, I love Jesus. I chant Nam Myoho Renge and I'm a bit of a pagan. Okay, you got it all wrapped up. I, well, no, and, and I, don't, I don't mean that. I don't mean that to be disrespectful. I just mean that as a little kid growing up, uh, my great-grandmother told me that I didn't have to go to church anymore. I told her, I said, I don't want to go to church. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe what that man is saying. And she says, I don't understand. What are you saying? Because I asked the pastor where Jesus was when he was missing, uh, when he had gone missing. And he said, you don't need to know that. And I, that didn't sit right with me. And I went home and told my grandmother, and she said, God is always in your heart, baby. Jesus is in your heart. So... The fact that my family is half Native American Indian, there are things that I adhere to and things that I believe in that are just very natural-based, pagan-based, if you may. So I'm, I'm very open to that, too. I, you know, I, I, there's no shame in my game. I light a few candles at a new moon. I ain't got no shame. So I can embrace that, too. I like chanting, 
because Buddhism does not have the concept of God in it, but it has the concept of responsibility, personal responsibility. And I, I love the idea of karma. So I'm open to a lot of things, but even though I'm open to a lot of things, I, I think that's another reason why I just don't want to be called a medium or clairvoyant. I'm sensitive. That's it all in one. I have respect for everything, okay? If it works for me, I have faith in God. I could not do the things that I do if I didn't. But I also, you know, I have faith in um, different pagan rituals. There is room for us all. No one is greater or less than. There is room for everybody to be respected and to respect. You know, I have friends who are witches, and I love them to pieces. I love them to bits. They're still my friends. Exactly. You're still my buddy. Uh, you, know, you know, that what? would be like saying, I can't be your friend because you're white, or I can't be your friend because you're, you're Asian. Or, mm-hmm. you, know, the, you know, stop with the titles already. That's my friend. Right. You know, you know Johnny, uh, I, I was raised Roman Catholic and still am Roman Catholic. I, I guess okay. I'm a good old Catholic boy. And, you know, to me, you know, I met witches. We're talking super mysticism with, with, with Catholicism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, I met witches and everything else. And these were people that, you know, if you go back to the beginning, that, that you know, they're supposed to be bad, you know. And, and, and uh, this is all new for me, but my mind was never closed. It was always open. So, I mean, right. these people are my friends now, but uh, I'm still Catholic. I still love my religion. Uh, mm-hmm. But I accept people for who they are. I guess That's good. Until you until you show me different, then I will treat you different. And I and I'm I'm a big believer in when things become when things are just so bad and you feel like you just can't take anymore, just rise, elevate yourself, just rise to the occasion. No matter how bad you know you think things are, that's the time when you really have to act like you got some common sense and some decency. Okay, I want to go back to the ghost thing now because we kind of go left right that behind. Uh, that little clip that I played right after the break was uh, you at the, uh, I believe it was the uh, Air Museum. Or that something. was at uh, Cole House Fort. Okay, Cole House Fort. Now, we had all those objects there. Uh, how is that for you as a sensitive? Are you, like, bombarded with all those, the energy on all each of those objects? Or, or do you, like, hone in on one of them? Or how does that work for you? Ooh. When I first walked in there... It was just so busy to me, and I, I'll explain what, I'm, what I mean by that. It's almost as if things are saying, ooh, ooh, who's that? Ooh, that's a different energy. Ooh, that's a different feeling. If I had to put words to it, but it's like images. It's like, ooh, I was being bombarded with things. I was being bombarded with different names. I was being bombarded with different thoughts about people who wanted to get home who didn't make it home. I was being bombarded with people who knew that they were actually making uh, the world safer. I was being bombarded with people who wanted to do the right thing and who actually did the right thing. And they were they were not like, we did the right thing. It wasn't like that. It was very, very subtle. It was the type of things that, that bring tears to your eyes because you, you can actually feel you're, you're part of feeling what people are actually feeling and experiencing with what people are actually experiencing. I was talking to a mate of mine the other day who is a very, very gifted psychic, and we were saying that for the last couple of weeks we've been waking up in tears. You know, there, there are times during the course of the day I just sometimes I just break down in tears 
and I just have a little cry because I'm just feeling, sometimes I just feel so sensitive. I feel like, oh, sometimes the world is too much, but it, it, it actually isn't. And when I feel those types of times, I just light me some incense, and I just, I just meditate, get myself together. Because sometimes it's very difficult to be around a lot of people for me. I do spend a lot of quality time with myself. You know, there's nothing more dangerous than a maniac in her mind. So I uh, do try to <laughs> spend a little time alone with me, myself, and I. Yeah, and recharge. I, I don't leave my house. I don't, I, don't, I don't leave without charging up or walking out with my crystals. But being in environments like that, when you know men have died for the greater good and you know that they've left loved ones behind and it's just it's just so many different emotions and it just made I just wanted to pray in that place and I did. To say thank you for your efforts. You know, thank you. Some of you gave your lives and God bless you and thank you. Now I have a couple sensitives and they absolutely hate so I have a couple sensitives. I know a couple you know, I would say mediums but I'm trying to be DC right now. Uh, <laughs> they they hate going to supermarkets. They say there is so hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. There you go. I can add you to this. I why, hate it. Why is that? What what is what are you picking up that's so hard in a supermarket? Me personally, I don't know if it's the fluorescent lighting uh-huh. that is so bright. And you go in there, and, I, and I've had this with Ian before, where we just ramble. You just, I, I'm rambling through the supermarket. I, what did I come to get? I don't know. Why do I have all this stuff in my cart? Oh, why is that child crying like that? Oh, that woman has just had a fight with her husband. Oh, my good, that, 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 that couple on the next aisle, they can really have a row. Uh-huh. Oh, they're going to go have great makeup sex when they get out of here. Oh, You're being bombarded with, with so much stuff. And and you're not ready for that because all you want to do is go to the grocery shop. If I go when I go to the grocery shop, if I do not have a list in my hot little paw, my little paw, then I don't know what I'm going to come out with. And and sometimes I've gone in there and I've just been so bowled over. I just go. I come out. My husband is like, baby, what's going on? I go. I I I, I can't shop in there. I can't can't go in there. There there's um. It happened to me when I was in uh, Walmart in Detroit, and I walked in, and it was just being bombarded with so many different energies and feelings, and I had to get out of there. I started shaking a little bit. But that happens, that happens to me when I go in a grocery store. I'm glad that happens to others. Well, not glad that it happens to other people, but glad to, glad to hear things like that because, yeah. Can't, so it's not the energies from the people in the, in, the, in, the, in the supermarket, the living people in there, or...? I, to, to be honest with you, I don't know. I don't know if it's, it's because it's so bright yeah. and it's almost like the veil is lifted and I just, I, I feel people, it, this is going to sound really, really crazy, but it's worse, Ron and Richard, if I, if you're going through the different aisles and you can actually smell things. Mm. It's like when you're going through the bread aisles and you're smelling the bread mm-hmm. aisles, the bread or the freshly baked bread and people start to relax a little bit, and you can really pick up on things, and sometimes there's a lot of confusion. People are really confused. Not that they're just, like, confused, but there's a lot of things going through their mind when they're grocery shopping. Yeah, Same yeah. Same thing when yeah. you're going by the, by the cooked meat, and yeah. a, lot, a lot of times I get really nostalgic, and I, and I want to go home. I have a feeling of just wanting my mother's cooking when, I'm, when I smell yeah. the, the, the baking chickens and stuff. 
But yeah, I, 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 I have that. I have that. But would it also happen in a railway station full of people, or, or, or is it? Is that a different, different? You know, it's a completely it... different thing. When it's a completely different thing. When I, when I, because uh, I travel the country yeah. extensively. I, I like. I just put my iPod on and get my book on, and you know. And yep. sometimes I just sit there and let the train rock me back and forth. And when I'm waiting on a train, it's really cool because I know I'm going someplace new, or I'm coming yeah. from someplace that I've never been before. So I do like traveling that way. I don't mind that it doesn't happen the same way with me yeah. on train stations. Johnny, I hate to tell you this, but we we run out of time. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, I've got more to ask you. I want to come back again. I can tell that. But I've got more questions. <laughs> Johnny, it was so great to have you on the show. Like I said, uh, I really learned a lot about you, which is, to me, important. And, Thank you, Ron. And we are talking to Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Fury uh, of Living with the Dead and also of uh, Most Haunted. And what else are you doing, kid? I'm just, I'm, you know what I'm doing right now? I'm just trying to be a better human being. You can't get any better than that. You can't do better than that. Yeah, yeah, I just, I just, I just, I'm serious. I just, just, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, you know, sometimes, but I just, I just want to, um, respect and be respected and to forgive. It's a very wow. hard lesson, but, but, you know, I just want to just be able to, uh, forgive unconditionally. And I think I have. I think, I, I think I'm there. I really do. I really wow. do. Can I how, can I say one quick thing? I was going to say, you have a website or anything? I have a website. Thank you very much. I have a website, www.johnnyfiori.com, and I'm also on Facebook. And I'd like to say for everybody listening, it is not someone else impersonating me. It is me, and I take my Facebook friends very seriously. Everybody who reaches out to me, I reach back out to them. And it is me every morning who gets up first thing and wishes everybody on my Facebook page a happy birthday. It's the least I can do. You're a better wow. person than me. I don't yeah, even talk to people there. in the morning. You'll get there. <laughs> Johnny, you must come <laughs> back and talk to us some more. Richard, and thank you, Ron. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure. We, we Lovely talking to, to you. We will have to meet one of these days. And we shall, from your mouth to God's ears. There you go. All right. Hey, Johnny, let me ask you this. Uh, what religion were you growing up? Just my own personal edification. Um, I was born, I went to Southern Baptist. Oh, there you but go. My, but my great-grandmother uh, never went to church. Uh, she just did it the, the Native American Indian way. You, you know what, Johnny? I, the, the reason I asked for that is that I have always, always respected the Baptist religion, because of this singing, man, that is awesome. You know, thank you for saying that, but here's another thing to dispel the myth. Oh, I no. never sang in church. Oh, no. I I grew up as a rock and roller. I, right. I like singing stuff by Aerosmith. I love the Stones. I love the Beatles. I love Paul Weller. I, I grew up, I'm a rocker, man. Johnny, come back and talk to us again, will you? Yeah. Definitely. You know, good night now. Thank you. Take care, bye-bye. everybody. Yep, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, Richard, time to wrap it up. I know. I can't believe it. Another show just under the bell like that. Good night, you know, my friend. Bye-bye. Bye
From goalies to ghosties, long-legged beasties, things that go by. 